Hello and welcome to Wake Up Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Depending on where you are tuning in for me today, I appreciate you listening, and today you're in for a doozy because I'm going to be sharing with you my personal story of dropping off my second son to college. This episode is called College Drop-Off 2.0, and I'm going to tell you it was not the same as College Drop-Off 1.0. It was much more emotional and not what I expected at all. So I hope you enjoy this talk today with me regarding college drop-off, and we shall see if some of you can relate to what I'm talking about. I also want to take a moment here just to let you know that this is a very emotional podcast for me, and I normally do not share this deeply. However, I understand that it's impossible for me to ask others to live their authentic life when I myself am not willing to dig deeper into my emotional life and share with others the lessons that I've learned. I hope that in me sharing part of my story as a mom that it may help you along your journey as well. And there are many of these stories that I have included in my book that was just released, I Quit the Family. It captures a lot of my mom experiences and all the plot twists along the way that we endured with the challenges and how we overcame them. Now back to College Drop-Off 2.0. So first of all, let me remind you that College Drop-Off for me did not happen. I insisted that I would not be going to college like everyone else. I wanted to work. I wanted to make money right away. So college was not on my mind as a priority. I went to work, became focused on making money, and developing skill sets that I knew would take me far in the workforce. Honestly, I thought very little about the fact of what college could provide for me in the future. I was a hard worker, and that's where my focus laid at that point in time in my life, which there was nothing wrong with that. So, off to work I went, building my career. One thing led to the other, and I did end up in a Fortune 500 company with Procter & Gamble and worked there for almost 17 years until I retired early. And I have taken all the valuable skills that I have learned over the years through hard work and dedication to my craft to create and grow my own company. Hard work does pay off, and no matter if you end up at college at a great university or if you have attended the University of Hard Knocks, it takes hard work to achieve your goals. However, as I had reflected back many times in my life, I realized that I missed out on a really important part of my life that time frame when you are allowed to go off and explore who you are as an individual with nothing to hold you back and hopefully somebody else paying for it or you received really good scholarships. Plus, everybody goes to college to party. Well, except this girl. I'm not real sure I could have dealt with all the mayhem of partying. Not that I didn't like to have fun, but I had my limits. I was a rule follower, especially when it involved safety. However, the main reason was because I was a control freak. I'm pretty sure that college for me may not have been my cup of tea. Or for the poor soul that would have become my roommate. God spared them. They should be very thankful to me for not attending college. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I did end up at college over the years. 
I went to night school for a very long time. It's not the same as going to school every day and being fully immersed into the area that you are passionate about. And I certainly wanted a different experience for my kids. I wanted them to have the opportunity to enjoy the things that I missed, be able to meet different types of people, which of course I love to do, learn about something they were passionate about, to explore life, travel, and to really learn more about society around you and have access to every opportunity to make that into their career. These, of course, were the hopes and dreams of me when I dropped off my first son, College Drop-Off 1.0. That day was incredible. I didn't even cry. My son still teases me about that to this day. He said, you have no emotional attachment to me whatsoever. You didn't even cry. And I continue to tell him that I was just so ecstatic for this new chapter in his life that he was going to have the opportunity that he wanted for college. And I was so happy for him that he had chosen to take this leap of faith and pursue his passion, even though he had roadblocks and difficulties and challenges. For those of you who may be new to our family journey and our our life, Our oldest son has mild cerebral palsy and college for him was going to be very challenging. So I was just so focused on just the happiness of the fact that our son was going to be able to go to college when some of those things were actually questionable when he was younger, when we were getting diagnosed and working through the processes and all the therapies and everything that we went through to get him to this point. It was just such an incredibly energetic, happy occasion for me as a mom to be able to let him go and live his dream that he wanted to live to go to college. Now, he's had a lot of changes since he went to college and there has been a lot of challenges along the way and that's a different story for another day. However, he has overcome and he has been wonderful and my drop-off time frame with him was also not so highly emotional from a I'm going to miss you standpoint. Although I did horribly miss him, I had to pretend for the very longest time that he was just on an extended vacation, like an extended camping trip. And that's really where I had my mindset so that I was okay as a mama to let him go to college. But he did a a wonderful job being away and I did, for the most part, do a wonderful job of letting him go as his mother because that is a very difficult step to take in that process to let your son, your child, your firstborn go off into the world and know that they're going to experience some of the heartaches and the pains and and the things that they're going to have along the way with those challenges. And even though he teases me still about those moments, I continue to tell him, you know, it was just all about happiness and the fact that he had come so far and that he was going to have the opportunity to do something that that I never did. So I was living a little vicariously through him, (laughs) but in a good way. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. With that being said, our drop-off 2.0, 
did not go as happily as I thought it was going to be. It was an emotionally trying time for me. I was distraught, honestly. I really was. I would sit and cry and just for no reason have these moments that I could not grasp what in the world was happening and why I was feeling this way. What was the trigger for this emotional outlet of just uncontrollable pain and sadness that I was feeling when I was so ecstatically happy for him that he was having this incredible, wonderful opportunity to be part of the DAP program, a design architectural animation planning program, that he achieved that goal. We were ecstatic for him, but I couldn't stop crying. I could not stop crying. I was so angry with myself because I could not figure out why I was feeling this way. And on top of that, he was not returning my phone calls. He was not returning my text messages. Not that there were a lot, but every other day I had to get a hold of him because I was still planning his doctor's visits, his IV infusions. For those of you who have not followed the journey, our second son has Crohn's. And there is a lot of treatments that go along with that. There had been years of therapy, years of treatments, and a lot of pain and hardship and challenges through the process with us being able to have him diagnosed. For those of you who have children with disabilities, you understand the factor of it being a very trying, difficult part of your life to manage everything that takes place with the child who requires additional help. And we had two children at that point with disabilities, as well as a son who had ADHD. So we were at a max capacity almost for being able to deal with a lot more challenges in our life. And I talk about this in my book, discussing that process of what we go through as parents in order to face those challenges and overcome. And we do. But with Ethan, what I realized was that through this time of me sitting and crying, I had lost him. I really had. And I couldn't put my finger on it at first. But as I interacted with him, he came home the weekend right after we dropped him off, actually. And he just didn't act the same. Something had changed. So the next week for me was even more painful. I still didn't have answers. I continued to cry and sob and talk to my husband about it, trying to put into words the pain I was feeling and what I thought was going on. Because once I had seen him, I could see it in his eyes. And I knew that there was a very emotional conversation that he and I were going to have to have to get through this. That week was so hard to get through because I had to wait to have an opportunity to speak to him face to face. He had an infusion scheduled at the hospital and I was meeting him at the hospital for this infusion. We sat through it. We had lunch. We chatted. We watched a movie like we normally do. Everything was okay. And then we needed to leave and go get gas for his car. So I took him to go get gas. And so we drove over to this little place and, and he was filling up his car. And I crawled into the passenger seat next to him. 
and I scooted over to him as close as I could get. And I looked at him and I said, Ethan, I know that there's something wrong between you and I. There is an emotional gap that you are feeling towards me at this point that now has come to light because you're not living in the house with us anymore. And what I believe is happening is the fact of all the years we didn't know what was going on and we were struggling to get you diagnosed. All of the disappointment and the anger and the frustration that was going on during that time in the home wasn't because of you. It was because I felt so inadequate as a parent, as your mom, and I know I created pain for you. I know it hurt you emotionally and mentally and spiritually, and I can't tell you that I have any excuse. And if I ever made you feel like you were less than, that you were unworthy, I'm sorry even talking about it now is hard, that that was never my intention because you have always been loved and you have always been worthy. And I had no right or reason to ever make you feel otherwise. There's no excuse. And I just have to tell you that I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if I ever, ever made you feel that way. And I was holding him and crying and he had started crying halfway through when I was whispering into his ear. And he said, yeah, mom. He said it was so long ago that I didn't know how to tell you. He said, but that's exactly how you made me feel. I'm pretty sure as a mom that that was pretty close to the lowest moment. It's difficult to work through something like that. His confirmation hit everything. It's hard enough to admit to yourself that you know you have failed your kids in certain ways. To work through that in your mind, your heart, because you love them so much and you try so hard and yet you know you're still going to fail at certain things. But recognizing that you have created that kind of pain that they've carried with them for years, that's a hard one to get through. To admit to yourself and then to admit to your child that you have created such pain in their life. You talk about a knife through the soul. I'm not sharing this with you because I feel like I've conquered this season of parenthood. I'm sharing this with you because throughout every season, we make mistakes. And from those mistakes, there are issues that can arise and become evident within other seasons of parenting. As a parent, there are critical lessons that we learn along the way. And if I can create a moment where you may pause and recognize that something in your relationship with your child is not quite right, and you know there's something that needs to be repaired, that maybe you will take that moment to say, now that I've recognized this, I need to own it and resolve that issue with my child before it's possibly too late. The talk that Ethan and I were able to have was a complete gift. It was a moment that God gave to us in order to respond to the pain and the hurt and the feelings that had been harbored for such a long time in our relationship. Not that I deserved it, but he forgave me 
And I was so thankful because I have my son back emotionally. He calls me. He texts me now without prompting. There has been a movement forward in our relationship that we weren't able to have before because this wedge was formed between us. And I'm just really grateful for the moment that I was allowed to have so that we could repair our relationship because we are not promised tomorrow. We're not promised today. I think more and more people see that. It's more evident in the conflict that's going on around the world right now. I never want my kids to doubt that they were fully and completely loved for who they were. And I know from experience, going years and years without talking about something, sharing your emotions, how devastating that can be to you to hold that in. Because for me, it harbored a place inside of me where I parented from fear and control. And I don't want to pass that on to my kids. I don't want them to have to have a place that they've harbored their feelings, their emotions, their fears, hurtful words, especially for me, that will potentially interfere with their relationship with their spouse, with their kids, and their relationship with God. I want them to know that there is healing from that and that no matter how painful it is, it's better to have the opportunity to resolve the situation, the hurt and the pain, so that they can freely move forward in their life with their relationships. I'm laying this out there authentically to you, as authentically as I know how. Will there be judgment? Yes. And frankly, that's not my concern. I know God can handle that. The only thing I'm concerned about is the fact that my son and I now are able to fully engage with nothing holding us back in our relationship. And he knows where my heart is, and I know where his heart is. Needless to say from this discussion, you can tell that College Drop-Off 2.0 did not go as College Drop-Off 1.0. They were very different. What I experienced was very unexpected. And quite frankly, it was a huge plot twist in my parenting journey. But as parents, we take them in stride and I certainly hope that we learn from them and we pass those lessons on to our kids and to others. Because what value is it to have the knowledge if we don't pass it on? I hope that something I have said today has caught your attention and maybe you've learned something today. I know other parents have had similar experiences and maybe they're just afraid to talk about it. I hope that in some way this encourages you. And if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at my website at andreaholman.com. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, be you because I'm taken. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.